Welcome to the To Be Honest podcast. Today on the podcast, we are speaking with Yulia. Yulia is a local youth who has personal experience with mental illness and trichotillomania, a disorder which makes her pull her hair out. Uh, through her recovery process, Yulia has found a love for Brazilian jiu-jitsu, ju- ju- which has helped her relax and take all of the negativity away. Welcome, Yulia. Thank you. Hi. Hi. How are you today? To be honest, I'm nervous, but yeah. I'm excited. Nervous for the podcast or is anything yeah, else going just on? Yeah, like, nervous for the podcast. Yeah. You do it. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, hopefully it can just be a kind of casual conversation and we can just kind of talk about your personal experience. Right. Yeah. So would you mind sharing a bit about your experience with mental health and trichotillomania and explaining what that is? So when I was about 10 years old, um, I thought it was normal, but I I figured out in the mirror while I was trying to, you know, do my hairstyles, you know, learn how to be a girly girl. I noticed I had really big bald spots around my ears. And um, I thought it was normal because I thought every woman had something unique. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I realized more into my life that it was not normal and that I had a disorder. And I, I, I freaked out. I was like, what? I, I was young. I didn't understand anything. Over the years, um, everything changes. And, you know, you have to be the beauty standard. But when you have something that makes you pull your hair out, you look different. And it's really common. And mm-hmm. I, you don't want to look different at all. Right. You want to fit in. Yeah, it's so, really yeah. hard. Yeah, especially at your age, I feel like it'd be really hard. You're already going through a lot of changes and, you know, there's a lot of pressure for, like you said, the way you look and social media. And right. we'll talk about, yeah, we'll definitely talk about fitting in a bit more later. Um, but when you're first experiencing um, or you notice the bald spots, did you talk to your parents or what was the process so, like for you? I did not tell my parents at first um I actually texted one of my friends and she told me I was not normal and that I should get on pills and that freaked me out so I kept quiet about it I didn't want to be weird but Mm -hmm. my mom was checking through my hair one time just to like um we got a call from the school saying someone had lice and she wanted to check Mm -hmm. and she noticed I had bald spots and that's when we started talking about what I had and she kept kept telling me all the stories where your hair won't grow back. She showed me pictures and of people who had it, and I, I freaked out. I was like, I do not want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So, for those of us who don't know what trichotillomania is, including myself, is it a compulsive behavior? Um, it's a it? it's an obsessive anxiety disorder. So mm-hmm. it can literally happen whenever you're stressed out, something's big happening, you will pull your hair out. Mm-hmm. Or just like that, you don't even notice it. Um, and when you when you decided to seek help for um, the anxiety and the trichotillomania, did you go to a doctor or what was that process like to find help? I, I never started to uh, seek help until a few months ago, really. Mm-hmm. I re- um, We had a Zoom call with... Um, this woman and it was like um just therapy you know talk about it that was really it I never really needed I guess help until some time ago when I noticed it got really bad and that I knew that if I was not to stop it I would just become bald and Mm -hmm. I didn't want that yeah it must be really hard to go through that especially I don't know 
don't know what the statistics are of people who experience trichotillomania, but um, I assume it's a kind of rare thing for people to go through. Is that right? I don't, I'm not sure. I've literally only met two people my whole lifetime like me. Oh, wow. So did you receive an official diagnosis or how did, how did you go about um, figuring out what to do next and how to? I was curious. So I started looking up, um, you know, why do I pull out my hair? And then I just saw that big word. But when I went to the doctors, it was nothing like I had to tell them. It's not something like I would die, you know, so. <laughs> I wouldn't think it's necessary for them to know. Plus, I to doctors, it's like they didn't really do anything. They just said, mm-hmm. "Oh, okay, cool, you have it." Yeah, do it yourself. <laughs> not very, not helpful. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh boy. Um, are there things that you have found that help you either like decrease your anxiety or help to reduce the compulsive behavior to pull your hair? I usually wear bandanas, like, covering my whole head, and mm-hmm. I look weird in it, but it helps because you don't touch him. Yeah. I've started using fidget cubes some time ago. Um, I don't know. You just get bored of them, so they don't really help. Mm-hmm. I train to really relieve my anxiety because that's where my happy space is. Yeah. I want to talk about your, um, your involvement with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. How did you get started with that and how long have you been doing it for um so my dad went to a mma fighting Mm -hmm. championship thing and he found this guy and he really liked him and um literally the day after my little brother goes to his first kindergarten and um he meets a boy and the my dad liked the guy and that was his father. So he just told us about the gym and we were random because I was a karate person back then. Mm-hmm. We just came and joined in. I fell in love with it. It's been five years. That's awesome. Do you compete in competitions or yes. what is it like? I've, um, yeah, I've competed locally when mm-hmm. I was, I think, 10 or 11. I won my first tournament, like wow. uh, under 30 seconds. <laughs> That's awesome. And I've, went to Nevada to compete I went to Long Beach I'm I've been traveling to compete really that's really cool yeah can you still um practice jujitsu during COVID times it's not safe to so for mm-hmm. now we do, we don't we're not competing we're not mm-hmm. training really so just pause for now yeah uh, that probably is you know, heartbreaking. Yeah. (laughs) Probably not good for you too, because of, I mean, it helps in your recovery process. So do you have any other outlets that you've kind of turned to during this time? Not really. I just talk to my friends who I train with and just Mm -hmm. wear bandanas and it (laughs) luckily works. That's good. That's really good. I'm glad. What advice would you give to others who may be experiencing a similar uh, mental health issue or trichotillomania? Um, to start, it's easier to talk to someone about it because everybody tells you this, but in reality, it does help get it off your chest because Mm -hmm. the more you keep it in, you become a self-time bomb, which then you will explode in yourself and start receiving self-hate and it's not a good ending. You start going to things, so you really just have to talk to someone. I would suggest a closer friend instead of Mm -hmm. your parents at first so you don't get judged. But that's all I can really suggest. Yeah. I know it must be hard to to go to a f- 
family member. I know a lot of people say you should go to a trusted adult, but I think if it is the right situation where you feel like you can trust a friend more, I think that definitely is a good first step for some people. And I do want to talk about fitting in because I know that having trichotillomania has kind of impacted your um, your emotions and how you feel like maybe you don't fit in sometimes. So um, as a younger person, how are you impacted by feeling like you need to fit in? Well, um, it's a big thing. So, for example, you go to a school and you see a pattern of the same people. They wear the same clothes. They do their hair the same. And you don't you don't like that. You don't dress like that. You don't look like that. And so you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not fitting in. Maybe they won't like me because I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. So obviously acting different with my trichotillomania uh, made me get anxiety tics. I've started acting weirder, being more closed up. And people don't normally see that. So I think mm-hmm. it's weird. Do you feel like the pressure to fit in comes from anything in particular? Or is it just kind of like society in general? Like we feel like this pressure as human nature to fit in with our peers. I think it's just society because you you just see all over and you think, oh, wow, that's the ideal. It's what you have to be. Yeah. Right, yeah, I think social media too has plays a huge role in that. Oh, like yeah. About before, like you can be scrolling through images for hours and just keep comparing yourself and wanting to be like the people yeah. you see in the photos, but it's not usually reality. And, you know, like everyone has something going on behind a picture, you know, like that they're not showing in a picture. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's always a pattern, it's a trend. You have to look mm-hmm. like this. You have to act like this and it's yeah. nice. It's cute. It's attractive. And you're not like that. And it's like, I should change. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, yeah, I like how you kind of, you know, I don't know what the right saying is beat, beat to your own drum. Like you, you're very self-aware in the fact that you, you know, that you don't have to cave into that pressure and you can kind of do your own thing and be whoever you are. That's what makes you who you are. (laughs) Unique. Definitely. Um, How do you usually deal with that pressure? I just keep quiet. I don't, I'm not a social person at all. I don't mm-hmm. have friends. I don't care about that stuff. So when it's yeah. like you obvious, the, the pressure comes in, I just go to a quiet place, like a mm-hmm. library, or just be alone and away yeah. from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just from me personally, but I think when you're also like in high school or college and you're surrounded by like a smaller group of people, it's like, you may not find your people at that point in your life because it's such a small pool of people that have all grown up in the same community or all grown up with the same people. But once you're kind of like out in the world and you kind of experience your own, you know, like decide your own or make your own choices and live your own life, you'll find people people that um, accept you for who you are essentially, which I think is really cool. Right. I mm-hmm. personally like smaller friend groups or mm-hmm. even just one friend. It's so much yeah, easier definitely, yeah. than just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the same page as you. I get very overwhelmed in groups. So <laughs> having those one-on-one conversations are much more meaningful. So what would you recommend to others who may be feeling the pressure or stress to fit in? You just have to find your you zone. You have to figure out if it's better for you to be alone while you 
um, have your panicking situation because I know it sometimes it really helps sometimes it helps to really just maybe try to fit fit in Mm -hmm. I guess maybe if that really is your personality you don't know yeah definitely yeah um and going back to your own mental health what is something that you do every day to take care of your mental health um I I talk to my friends Mm mm-hmm Really, I have two really close ones, and I love them so much. And it just makes me feel better that I get to uh, spend some time with them and talk about things, even yeah. though nothing really goes on with coffee. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. it's still nice, even if you talk about nothing, or even if you're not doing anything. It's still nice to have those people that you can really trust and rely on yeah. around, or at least virtually around. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think a support network is so important. So. That's great that you have that and some some really close friends. What's something positive that you found from having a mental illness? Well, you're unique, honestly. Mm -hmm. There's nobody else really like you. As I said, I've met only three people in my life with Mm -hmm. the same disorder. It's good to be unique in a way because you kind of, you're just you. There's nobody else like you. And that feels really nice to Mm -hmm. me personally. Yeah. Yeah, I like that perspective on it because some people could look at it as a negative quality, but it's not. It's, you know, it's just kind of... It's you. It makes up a part of you. Exactly. But it doesn't define you too. So I think I really like your perspective on it. Um, And last but not least, tell us something that you're looking forward to about the future. Honestly, going back to training, going back to my (laughs) jiu-jitsu, my friends, Mm -hmm. um, moving... I guess, yeah. Where are you moving to? I'm moving to Texas in December. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. It is, kind yeah. of. <laughs> so you'll probably be away from your close friends then, but hopefully you can still. I'll be visiting. Day. I'll be visiting. Yeah, yeah definitely. You can't <laughs> leave this place. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting. Um, it was really nice having you on and hearing your experience. and. Hopefully we can chat again soon. Um, is there any place that people can go to learn more about you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Y-U-L-I-E-R-U-U. Um, that's really the only place that I like to express myself on. If anybody needs talking or just somebody to um, talk to without me answering, I am so glad to just listen because I know that helps. Yeah, thank you for offering that. That's so nice. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for being on the podcast, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The To Be Honest campaign was created by Momentum for Health and is sponsored by District 4 Inventory Funds, thanks to Supervisor Susan Ellenberg and Republic Urban Properties. This episode was hosted and edited by me, Avery Cruz, as well as edited by Peyton Delahaye. Music for the episode was made by Julia Steele. Thank you so much for tuning in as we continue to share stories of youth and young adults throughout the Bay Area who have personal experience with behavioral health issues. If you have a personal story or experience you'd like to share on the podcast, please email us at tbh.today at gmail.com. 
To learn more about the To Be Honest campaign and the podcast, we encourage you to visit our website, www.tobehonest.today, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at tobehonest.today. All this information is also in the show notes, so we look forward to hearing from you soon. Bye.